You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right, we're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Will the Thrill Greenwood. What's up, Will? Oh, ready to go for tonight. One, Ryan, there was a thread on Reddit that was like, what song would make you want to run through a brick wall? And there was a quick analysis in the song that of, of I Need a Hero. And if you have a good sound system or you have your headphones on, listen to the song I Need a Hero because that song just like rocks the whole time. It like, it's upbeat, it pushes it. It's basically always on full like tilt. And I never thought about that song in that way until it was mentioned and then you re-listen to it. And like, I played it in our house tonight. And both my wife and I were like dancing around and she's not the person that like really does this. And I didn't know she liked that that song that much, but like, (laughs) I need a hero is if you want to get psyched up for something you have to, you know, it's, it starts off a little slow, but it's still fast. It's still hitting. And uh, I don't know. I was just surprised that I'd never really noticed that song in that way before. So there's your fun, like lifestyle tip of the week is uh, I I need a hero. Oh, it's so good. That can be the title of the show. Fancy Joe's 155, I Need a Hero. Because, Will, we need some heroes. We're getting to the end. I need a hero. We do because we, you know, if you think about it, a lot of guys we thought would be heroes have not been heroes. Whether they're rookies that have disappointed. uh, You know, pick your rookie running back to to talk about. Or you want to talk about some guys like, like Zeke, you know, who obviously if you look at where he stands overall in the grand scheme of things, he would be like, well, well, Zeke, he's still a, you know, RB one, but he has let you down recently. So we need some heroes. And unfortunately in week 10, well, there were heroes in week 10, but there were also some, some, some letdowns. So we're going to talk about some of those. We're gonna talk about some of those heroes and letdowns. So first of all, the moments of the week, we're going to call the hail Murray moments of the week as in Kyler Murray. And of course, I, I think you have to say that the, the moment that stands out for maybe not for all of us, but for me was that the ending of that Arizona Buffalo game, just, just, uh, you know, not, not only the, that last play of the game or, or what, I don't know if it was last play, but the next, what was that? The, it was the very last player. Yeah. It's the, the, basically very, I, I think, it, yeah. Cause, cause Murray kind of scrambled around a little bit too yeah, long. Time ran, yeah. Time ran, okay. Anyway, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, amazing, amazing play. Uh, but you, but want, then, you, want a, you want a player to act like they've been there before after they make a catch like that? Watch DeAndre Hopkins' reaction. Yeah, he's just, just like, yeah. What? <laughs> was, that was so great. It was just what so I do. Great. I love DeAndre Hopkins so much. I uh just I, I you know I faded him, Ryan, coming into this year with switching teams, but we I underappreciated DeAndre Hopkins, and I and sorry, sorry, Nuck or Nuke, that'll never happen again. Right. Well, another guy I underappreciated was, was Diggs who, you know, also, oh, you know, oh. uh, just, so yeah, that was, that was a, a, a fun matchup, fun game. Just, just like fun players to watch in, in, in that game. I mean, both quarterbacks are, are fun to, to watch and especially Kyler Murray and just, just the ride that Kyler Murray's on, you know, he's, he's the, you know, this year's hot quarterback in a year of a lot of hot quarterbacks. So <laughs> yeah. that was, that was fun. So what, what about you? What's your first Hale Murray? Oh, also Ryan, the, a quick note on Jadger Hopkins. I think he is one of the reasons why hand size is broken at the combine. Cause he has, I think 10 or 10 in like an eighth inch hands, which yeah. are smaller than rugs. If you watch the way his fingers go around the football, his, cause you know, they met, they measure thumb to pinky. Yeah. Dodger Hopkins has much longer fingers 
than most receivers. Like his, like the football actually looks legitimately smaller in his hands versus yeah. other receivers. I know you're a hand stop, but that's one yeah. thing. Like his hands are bigger than his measured combine hand size. Like they, it, it's just, a, I don't know. It's a weird, like it's like hand fetish moment. So anyway, <laughs> here we go. Nice. So what, what, what's your first uh, Hail Murray moment? So I want to lead it off, Ryan, with the with the Dolphins RB situation in general. It's kind of been a season long thing that the amount of value that's been mined out of that backfield for what we expected their offensive line to be after they you know they moved Tunzel, they they had some picks. We didn't really know how it was going to be, and then Salvin Ahmed comes in and has a great game, and that that O line and the the running game has been very 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 productive for fantasy. And so with the or another replacement level running back coming in and performing very well for fantasy. And I get that it was buoyed by touchdowns, but this situation, Ryan, is getting just so – it is just oozing, oozing with upside for next year's draft for the amount of draft picks they have. We are going to be so excited. Remember we were so worried about this year, about like the Dolphins taking John Dre Swift? I wish the Dolphins would have taken John Dre oh, Swift now. I was great, so man. wrong about that situation. Like any of those guys, I – that is – this is – they're the classic example of kind of like the fantasy turnaround – and I am loving it. And I think this is just the staple on top of all of that is that when another running back comes in and performs well, this is like the icing on the cake that you want to see, that you want for fantasy. And now we have another team to target. Yeah, it's fun. And it's good to see the the Dolphins uh, become good again. You know, I used to live in South Florida and the Dolphins are really important to, to <laughs> Miami and South Florida in general. And I, I'm, as a kid from the 80s, you know, grew up watching – Dan Marino, the great Dan Marino, really underrated quarterback, in my opinion. Um, I mean, not that he's completely underrated, but I mean, he was really a great quarterback. If you go watch those games, this is such a tough player, so much fun to watch. And it's, it's good to see the Dolphins good again. It's, it's exciting. Uh, and uh, also, it, go, top, no, go ten, top, top 10 bro voice on Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah he, he he does doesn't he i haven't thought about it i've never heard him i don't know where where he's he's been for a while i, I think he's he isn't he like vp for that team or, or something like that I, I you know uh i, I don't i just know he's every super bowl see every super bowl he comes on the dan patrick show to promote the weight loss thing because that's for males the number one diet season is the day after the super bowl <laughs> so it was a part of uh yeah, I, forget, yeah. I forget what he's on it's like nutrisystem or something yeah nutrisystem that's right he's he's like, hey, for a yeah. long time yeah hey, yeah yeah i was doing kind of rough and then i got a nutrisystem got back in shape dan marino chocolate ball <laughs> but anyway that's uh, uh so i just get excited about like dynasty situations you know like Coming into this year, you can even look at like the Washington football team. We talked about that being a wasteland, and all of a sudden it's not. Like this is great stuff. So I, that, anyway, I'll stop that moment now. Let's move forward. What's your thanks, next one, Ryan? Things change quickly. Yeah, for me, Jacoby Myers remaining a thing. I, I think that's exciting. Um, just to you know to, to see him emerge in that offense, and you know he he had that that touchdown pass, you know, this weekend. So I, I just like seeing a guy like Jacoby Myers, you know, you know be, become something and, and you know maybe there's some future for him beyond this year maybe in 2021 he could be a fantasy producer so i, I just like stories like that where, where guys emerge kind of mid-season is a guy you you probably in your dynasty leagues could have got off the waiver wire um at some point and uh it's fun I, I like i like that story so jacoby myers is mine and i'm looking forward to seeing if he can sustain this success i don't know if julian edelman when or if he's going to come back you know so so it's, it's, that's exciting for me so i like that and that pivots right. I just think the Patriots and Cam coming back to their 
winning in offensive ways. Again, another team that was real close to going to a fantasy wasteland for fantasy points. As much as I, I don't really hate the Patriots, but you do get kind of tired of their whole dynasty years with, with Tom Brady if you're not a fan of them in general. But I think the Patriots being good is just good for fo- like good for fantasy and good for football. And so I really, that's one of the moments for me is that they came back and showed that they can still contend with anybody. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, I, another place I lived, you know, the Boston area. So I, I was going to joke earlier, Ryan, like, where <laughs> haven't you lived? Uh, yeah, I've been a lot of places. I've been everywhere, man. Uh, it's a great Johnny Cash might say. Instead, yeah, instead, instead of visiting every stadium, Ryan actually went and lived in every city that has a football team. <laughs> St. Louis, sorry, but, you know, when the team comes back there, Ryan will have a story. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I did them in St. Louis too. You, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no joke, no joke. I know. We, so even, we didn't plan this. Okay, let, let's let's stay with New, the New England Patriots. Um, Damien Harris. You know, last year I was big into Damien Harris, and I I took one a lot of places, and I passed up on some really great values in the second round of my rookie drafts, probably. And I'm like, man, what a wasted pick. He's not going to amount to anything. And well, it's it's looking promising for Damian Harris. I mean, he's not catching the ball, which is disappointing, but he's ran for 100 yards two of the past three games. He's averaging, I know this isn't the NLBL statistic, but it's interesting, 5.65 yards per carry in those three games. I averaged it out. So I, I just think it's, it's, I'm excited that now my Damian Harris shares that I'm sitting on my bench and I thought they were kind of useless. They're, they're amounting to something. And yeah, he's not a, you know, high ceiling guy. Cause he's not going to score a lot of touchdowns because it seems like Rick Burkhead is going to score all the damn touchdowns in that backfield. But I, I I'm excited about Damian Harris or Cam Newton will score a touchdown. But, yeah. I mean, he's been valueless sitting there on your taxi squad or bench and now he's produced some value for you and you can start him. Like that's out of where you were taking Damian Harris. This is what you want. This is what you get. Like, that's a good thing. Uh, I, you know, I always had a distaste for Damian Harris, nothing to do with the player whatsoever. But because I want Sony Michelle so bad to be a thing, it's only fantasy wanting. But I think it's just time to let that go. So I am very happy for Damian Harris. Good for him. I did had so right. I took him over Alexander Madison in the league. It was kicking myself for it. But now it looks like that was the wise move. I think Damian Harris in starts has been way more value than Alexander Madison has now in starts. Yeah, you know, Madison, and not that he couldn't be a league winner this year, because I think there is a world that if Dalvin Cook went down, heaven forbid that happens. Um, he, he could win you a league, but the opportunities he's had, he's had a couple of really uh, great opportunities. Right. And he's let us down both times. Last year he got hurt. And so that opportunity went to, uh, Mike Mike Boone, Boone, right. Yeah. Who also let let you down ultimately. Uh, And this year I'm trying to, I can't remember the match. started one game. It was after Seattle and it was, uh, oh shoot, but it was juicy. Yeah, and it just, just didn't work out for him. So, I mean, he's just – he's not Dalvin Cook. I think Alex, Alexander Madison is probably one of the premier backup running backs in the league. But Dalvin Cook, if you watch the, that Bears game, um, and you, some are like, well, when Akeem Hicks, you know, got out, that it opened up for him and he started to look better. But even when Akeem Hicks was in the game, uh, I mean, those were t- – he, he, was, he was getting something out of the ground. Those were tough runs, and you could see how talented he was um even against a really outstanding um defensive front so and and ESPN had an article about that too and you talk about paying running backs you paid Dalvin Cook because he's turned into like the the heartbeat of the Vikings like he's the reason other players try harder and you don't always get that with your starting running back but he you you can see his like energy and emotion and how he wants to play and that is what's worth paying a running back for so not my favorite contract in the world but you know what I mean 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And and, and fantasy this year in, in 2020, he's one of the few standout guys that if you, if you had to put money on who who's a guy that they're going to lead fantasy teams to championships. I mean, he's, he's, he's right there on the top of the leaderboard, right? I mean, he's just looks, looks so good. And, and even against that tough bears defense, he, he still put up a respectable number for you. So yeah, you weren't thrilled necessarily, but um, yeah, until looks really good. Anyway, um, worst running back would do worse is what's important with that. Uh, <laughs> so what, what, um, what <clears throat> any more moments to share? Yeah. A quick pivot. Justin Jefferson just looks, just looks like a, like a stud, amazing draft pick for first rounder. It's hard to see how they're going to pan out. And Ryan, I wasn't the biggest fan of Justin Jefferson coming in. I was, I was worried about a lot of things, but I was just wrong. I think he has a good chance of being the best wide receiver out of this class. And it shows like his, his NFL feel for the game and what he can do what, now that he's finally been like, let's say unleashed is just, just great. Like he's not just a lucky wide receiver. He is skillful. He pops on film and more importantly, fantasy points. So uh, I, I just, I think it's just another moment of the week is just watching Justin Jefferson play and getting to see on a stage, like on Monday night where you watch, get to watch the whole game. He's uh he's, he's a thing. He's going to, uh, again, regret don't ha- I regret not having him more places. Yeah, me too. You know, he, he, before the draft, I, I just, he's one of my favorite wide receivers, you know, coming into this, this class and, and it was just a great class of wide receivers, but it, it seems like when I had the ch- chance to get him, I went with Jalen Rager instead because I, w- I was like, well, you know, Rager's going to Philadelphia and he's got a better opportunity and Jefferson based on his skill set is going to be behind Adam Thielen and it's going to take a while. So Rager's value will probably go up sooner. And I, I mean, I still like Jalen Rager and everything, but man, that was a, that was a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I think with, with what Justin Jefferson's done, even if Rager hits like a good, like not, maybe not peak potential because he still has a really great peak, but if he hits, uh, you know, 95% of it, he, I think Justin Jefferson's going to be better. Like, I, I, I don't think that's a, a bold call. So that's yeah. uh, and no matter how their, their careers play out, the, clearly the more valuable asset right now by a, a lot is Justin Jefferson and, and Rager just, just isn't. And hopefully he'll turn into that. But yeah, if you, he's lost value, that's for sure. So anyway, yeah. uh, um, do, do, I'll just, do can, can I just put my last quick two is oh, one. Of course. Yeah. Marvin Jones after being dead is alive. He might go back to being dead again. If Galladay comes back, but there's a pulse. Ryan, I'd harped on Marvin Jones for weeks and weeks and finally got to start him a few weeks. It's been fun. Uh, and then, Wayne Gallman to me is still very fun on the Giants. Uh, I know buoyed by a couple of touchdowns, but again, it also sets up the, the precedent that like Saquon Barkley's production at the beginning of the year, uh, it was very bad before he got hurt. So when he comes back, maybe this Giants offense can still have a decent running game that then he can exploit. So yeah, Gallman's a fun story and um, he, he's been real hot recently. I started him in a league just because I had to, and I, I won my matchup. A matchup I really had no business winning, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. Um, that's what happens with fantasy sometimes. Uh, James Connor letdowns. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the honor to James Connor because he's really let you down. He's had a couple of good matchups, and yeah, I see what you did there. Honor James Connor. Yeah, um, and <laughs> I'm gonna my letdown number one. It's not it's not my first letdown. I'll get to that in a second where I would rank letdowns, but. Um, Jacob Hollister, I said last week on the show, um, I'm like, I'm like Jacob Hollister. He had that good week and he's going to emerge. I was, hopefully he'll emerge as the tight end one. And it just, I I don't even know how many targets he got. Was it like one or two targets? I have no idea. It was horrible. It was a a bad, it was a bad week. And 
I just don't think you can trust any Seattle tight end. It's that it's that analytic <laughs> build to a player, you know, like all signs are pointing up, all signs are pointing up, but then the, the small sample size of what is the NFL punches you in the gut. Uh, so that, yeah, definitely yeah. Jacob Hollister. Ryan, uh, the, and plus, you always, I mean, I don't know. It always goes back to that joke. So listen no, to last no. episode if you want to know it. Uh, the, the letdown of the week for me, number one, is Marquise Brown. So he's the core of this letdown because he's a seasonal letdown. Uh, you know, seasonal podcasts are talking about he is a droppable player. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. And for a first round pick with a guy as talented as Marquise Brown, one, my dynasty mind can't, I, I mentally cannot drop him in redraft. And I'm not going to. If he's dropped in a league, I will pick him up because he also has. That that offense and with the offensive coordinator and everything can still change on a on a dime, you know, and he could instantly be more involved and he could be, in my opinion, a league winner as the wide receiver one on that team. But I think the whole Ravens offense has just been a letdown this season and including last week. It just haven't we haven't for how good that team is, and they're still being like like top rushing production, like Lamar Jackson for fantasy hasn't been great, but they're still a good winning team, and they still have this like they're such a competitor that their their NFL like value and everything doesn't match up with their fantasy value as it did and went off last year. So it's just, I'm just, I'm just sad, you know, like the, the good NFL teams you want to ride and you want to get pieces of the pieces that we got of this team are letting us down. Yeah. Big time. I mean, I think maybe there's a little bit of hope with, with Andrews. I mean, he had a, a decent week, all things considered, got more targets this week. So I, th- I think they, they need to get if they want to get things started i think it starts with mark andrews honestly and um so 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 we'll see we'll see if that materializes or not um so my next letdown the just for just this is me as a bears fan i i I have to mention it just the bears horrible offense it's so (laughs) you can't watch it oh you can't i mean i i feel it was painful for me but i know it's painful for the whole country to watch that bears offense, especially in the second half um, on Monday night, it was, it was just what a train wreck they are. And it's, it's not the, the play caller, it, just the play caller. It's not just the quarterback. It's so many things. They have a horrible offensive line that both their quarterbacks are, are bad. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a mess. And, and they've gotten worse. It's like, they've, they've just gone downhill since that, that Falcons game, they just get worse and worse every week. So they have a buy to try to regroup and, play green bay but man i'm i'm scared about that matchup because yeah it's tough and i was so i switched from drew lock to nick Foles in streaming in a redraft league and four points just because i was like bill laser is oh. taking the play calling right Remember what happened when we did that with the Bengals and they had like a good offensive explosion i was like he's gonna call simpler plays the vikings yeah. defense still isn't good right uh, i don't trust drew lock at all and i kind of wanted this i wanted this for me to look smart <laughs> and as, as vain as that as vain as that is, I don't really have a better reason. I still end up winning the matchup, but that doesn't really matter because it's a horrible call. Uh as soon as like Nick Foles' first interception, you know, I'm sitting there like down, you know, down points from where I needed like seven total points out of Thielen and Foles. And if it weren't for Thielen, man, that would have been that would have been quite the week. I just I just thought the Bears offense would be simpler and more stable throughout that game when it when you came to switching play callers because that like laser in the past, I feel like has been an improvement for play calling and it just wasn't, it just looked bad. They looked, they look lost. They look terrible. Uh, that also pivots into like Darnell Mooney was a starter, like a fantasy starter before at least the spot start. And he really let you down. And I was really sad about that because Darnell Mooney 
ever since we talked about him in the offseason, I've wanted him to do well too, because that's one that was like a scoop and stash. Uh, so that was uh, like a pivot double letdown for you. Ryan, my, uh, my yeah, second real letdown. Oh, I just want to add one more thing. So if you have Allen Robinson and you're worried about him in Dynasty, uh, things are really ugly with the Bears and Allen Robinson. Like his agent was tweeting during the game, like, you know, like most teams, their number one wide receiver, like Allen Robinson, they would actually target him when they're in the red zone, but they're not even looking his way. So it's getting really, really salty. And I guess they could franchise tag him, I guess, but I, I think he would probably hold out. So I think Allen Robinson will not be a Chicago Bear in 2021. And that's uh, probably a very good thing for Allen Robinson and his dynasty values. So I just want to throw that out there. If people are thinking like, oh, I got to get rid of Allen Robinson if I can. Um, yeah, I think he'll he'll get enough, um, you know, targets to, um, uh, you, you know, to, to, you know, be a wide receiver to the rest of this year. But I think beyond this, hopefully he'll land in a better situation and, and take off again next year. Allen Robinson's whole career. Wish he had he a better quarterback. Oh, just, my gosh. Poor guy. Guy. He's so talented, yeah. and uh, Ryan, watch him sign with the Jets next year. So, I mean, some some and guys like, with, like Sam Darnold, like, yeah, some guys like Brandon Cooks. You know, it's Drew Brees and Tom Brady, um, uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, Jared Goff is even an okay option. So you you're attached to those good good to great quarterbacks, but Allen Robinson, no, not the same <laughs> same opportunity. Like Bortles, <laughs> right? Sorry, we should we should rephrase to like regular season Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, <laughs> right, just right. terrible. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you're, let's move on from the horrible. <laughs> uh, Duke, Duke Johnson is a huge letdown. Uh, you know, wind and matchup. You know, the I do think uh, the Cleveland's defense is good overall, and I think it's a fancy defense, like underrated. Like they have the pieces to be explosive. But uh, Duke Johnson, wherever you had him, you were so pumped for the spot start, and just was oh, such yeah. a big letdown. I mean, you, we've been fantasy wanting Duke Johnson because he had that one like running back one year when he was the receiving back for Cleveland. And it just looks like he's going to, you know, I don't know if anybody knew this, but he's the leading rusher uh, for Miami in their history. If you have never heard that stat before, because uh, we every, every place harped on it like two years ago. But uh, I'm just sad that like Duke Johnson can't be the thing we want him to be. Yeah, I, I'm trying to be optimistic about the next several weeks. I mean, David Johnson's on IR, so, you know, he, he's going to have that role for a couple more weeks anyway. Uh, you know, it was a Carlos weird game. Hyde, Carlos Hyde beat him out last year. I, I know. After Lamar, okay. like, the, Duke okay. Johnson says it is never coming. Yeah, probably not. Okay, but, uh, you've convinced me. Let's move on. <laughs> and my, my last James Conner letdown is, is just some of the missed touchdown opportunities for running back ones. I, you know, Miles Sanders lost one to Corey Clement and Boston um, Scott. And, well, and Boston, I mean, Boston's got me a pretty good play on that, you know, I know but, but, but yeah, but yes, yes. Um, you got to count that one. Uh, Josh Jacobs granted it was in garbage time, but uh, Booker, you know, a couple of TDs. Um, although Josh Jacobs did quite well for himself, a couple of TDs. And then uh, Nick Chubb, you know, at the end of that game, <laughs> you know, uh, channeling his, uh, you know, Todd Gurley from a couple of years ago and, 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 you know, not scoring that touchdown at the end of the game. Um, so just, you know, for, I'm sure those missed opportunities lost some people, their matchups. And that's, that's sad. Um, so I just wanted to mention that was a letdown. It, it didn't impact me necessarily personally, but it, it very well could have in a couple of my matchups. So. Uh, right. I went and rewatched the play. Nick Chubb actually looked like his knee was hurting when he went out of bounds. I'm kidding. It was just, <laughs> it was just sad for fantasy. Nick Chubb looks like he's done again. Oh, he does. It, it's, it's exciting. And, um, 
Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that that might win you win some titles. You know, coming back, you know, getting him back on your on your roster if you you were missing him. It's it's yeah, he, he looks real good. I started Leonard Fournette over Nick Chubb in a in a league because I was like, let's give Nick Chubb one week to come back. I even knew the matchup. Still, yeah. like, I feel like you got to It's the MCL thing. Like, let's give him one week to get reingratiated. And I lost because of that. I mean, my own, you know, bonehead move. Like, elite talent is elite talent. Let's uh. Let's remember that movie. It, hap- well. it happens sometimes, though. I, I don't. I, I, I don't think it was the worst call. It's just the results no. are poor. Yeah, I, I mean, we we only know what we know, and you know, pe- you know, there's these cliches like you always start your studs no matter what. But there is a world where a guy comes back from injury and it, it hurts him. Like I know Dallas Goddard isn't a, a clear stud, but you know, like like last week, I know he didn't perform. You know, this this past week either, but. You know, I, I think it can impact players sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes they can go off because there are these talents, but we really don't know how bad those injuries are and how much they're bothering them. So it's a roll of the dice either way. I don't think it's a bad when call. you have Kareem Hunt too in the backfield. I so right, right. You know, you know, like, so, like 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 Michael Thomas. You how many receivers could you have started in front of Michael Thomas coming back from his injury? Uh, yeah, right, right. So it my, cuts both ways. Uh, Ryan, my last letdown is just the the JJ Ortega Whiteside watch. Ooh, I don't even know his stats. I didn't look him up. I assume he didn't play. Yeah, he, I, I'm not even sure he was active. I, I know, I, but I we did... talked about him early season, so he needs to be. I, I I've kind of forgotten to put him in the letdowns in weeks past, but he always needs to be. He'll always be my last letdown until like, he had that one fumble recovery touchdown. That was the high of that week. Uh, but the JJ's watch is. Uh, should we, should we just call the segment J J jaw letdowns every week? Just, just lock him in for, for life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that wouldn't be fair. We got to give players like James Conner opportunities to, to hold that spot. I think so. Yeah. But I, I just think these should always be mentioned. The, the, the J jaws let down this season. Well, let's, let's move on. We got for, for a couple of tweets of the week. Um, our old friend, I'm not saying that our friend is old, but Kyle Richardson, who is younger than me, I know, so she's not our old friend, but friend of the show, Kyle Richardson at krich1532. He tweeted, um, only three tight ends scored double digits and, and half point PPR points this week. Only three. So basically, three tight ends and half point PPR leagues scored double digits. That is the state of the tight end position. Um, and Another interesting tweet. This is Scott Pianowski. Um, the gap between Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson, tight ends one and three, is basically the same as the gap between Hawkinson and Tyler Croft, tight end three and tight end 35. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And Tyler Croft has barely played. Right, right. I mean, so, you know, looking at the, the scoring this week, it was just it was just horrible. I mean, the, the tight end position is, is a dumpster fire. And then looking at the overall um scoring it, it's amazing you got kelsey i'm looking at ppr leagues number one with 170 points so far this year um then the big drop darren waller 120 hawk uh 103 and then johnny smith is like 99 and then we keep going down the list it's it's just um yeah i mean i mean you have such a huge advantage in your leagues if you have travis kelsey and, and, and tied in premium leagues or this premium scoring it's even even more pronounced so uh I, I don't know. Well, I mean, what, any thoughts on the tight end position? Any any sneaky tight ends you think might get you know you could you can plug in and 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 help you out or or just oh yes it's just rolling the dice each week. Ryan, yes, ESPN leagues. Uh, it's Taysom Hill season. 
he is qual- you, if for at least this week he has tight end eligibility. Uh, and so in a league where I've been streaming tight ends poorly, uh, I have put in like a, I mean, just a, like a small bit of fab versus none for Taysom Hill to start in my tight end spot. I think it's great because he, I mean, he's obviously going to be very volatile um, up and down with, with his scoring. I mean, who knows what but that's the tight end. That's the tight end. World. That's the tight end world. That's the tight end world. I, I think it's a much better bet to bet on Taysom Hill doing something than really any of these other guys. I just think that um, when I look at this list, guys, that I, okay. Guys, I feel really good about, really good about starting. Um or let's just say good, you know, obviously Kelsey feel really good about scoring really good about starting. I mean, that's a no brainer. I feel good about Waller. feel good about Hawk. Even Johnny Smith is starting to, to fade my enthusiasm, but I still feel okay about starting him. Still feel okay about Mark Andrews. Um, uh, then we get to Aiden Hurst and then I'm not feeling so great. Jimmy Graham. I still, no. feel, okay. I still feel okay about Hayden Hurst though, compared yeah. to the landscape. Yeah, no, I, I feel like you're not I, dropping Hayden Hurst. Like you probably held Hayden Hurst through the bye week. <laughs> right, right. But then you get to Jimmy Graham and Robert Tunyon and um, these other guys. And it's just, you know, even guys like you, you thought you could, you know, rely on like Hunter Henry. Um, you know, he had a good week this week, uh, you know, in, in comparison to everybody else. But, oh, man, it's just so. It's um, only because he had a touchdown. I've had Hunter Henry in a redraft league, Ryan, and I scooped him up $200 budget for like three bucks. And I was like, yeah, will you just crush the tight end position with Hunter Henry? And I can't tell you how annoying it's been to start him week over week, but you still feel like you can't drop him like, you know, to stream. Right. So I just kind of kept him in and this week was fine, but it still is like, it's like, what was it like 30 some yards and a touchdown? Like, it's not like he's putting up any sort of real valuable stats and you're just kind of hoping your fantasy hoping so hard for that touchdown. And, and honestly, on that play, uh, Herbert might have been able to scramble in versus throw it to him. So, like, that was almost taken away from me. But <laughs> thank you, Herbert. Uh, right. The, also, the question is, so from this week, this past week, Pharaoh Brown, as you had in here, the, the number five scoring tight end. <laughs> had, had you heard of Pharaoh Brown before this game? No, no, I had no. not. I was shocked. I was like, I was like, Pharaoh Brown. I was like, did Pharaoh Cooper move to, to tight end and change his last name? So, uh, Pharaoh Brown around, he went to Oregon. Uh, he's 26. This is a player profiler quick. I'm just looking at it, guys. So I'm reading this. Uh, he is a uh, 26.6 years old. So, you know, he's hitting his peak. The prime for tight ends. Yeah, so he's we're hitting in his it. prime for tight ends. So, uh, we should have known. Should have known. So, that's all I can say. Yeah, and, and, and you know, tight end five with this amazing stat line: two targets, two receptions, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like they I got have, that touchdown. <laughs> I played enough two tight end leagues, Ryan, where I feel like I have pretty deep tight end, maybe not knowledge, but at least awareness. Uh, had never heard of Pharaoh Brown, so that was surprising to me. That was surprising. Good, good for you, Pharaoh Brown. Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know that there's any actual advice. And I, I do think that there's some hope in the future um, when some of these younger guys were excited about, you know, get a little bit older, but I don't know. Well, I mean, for the rest of 2020, you, you just, you know, either you have Kelsey or one of these other guys we feel okay about, or you just, 
You either have Kelsey or you don't. It doesn't really matter after that point. (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Especially, yeah, like a guy like Darren Waller. It's been weeks since he's really, you know, done much of anything. So uh, we need we need you back, George Kittle. Can you come back? You know, it's possible that he, you know, he's he's a Superman. So maybe he'll be back sooner than we think. But uh, just don't forget that in the off season, even if George, if so, George Kittle gets injured again, like next year, I think we should have like hyper concerns about it. Tight end is a very injury prone position. He's had some bad luck, but just remember that like he's still a true difference maker, but his value will come in lower, especially overall in the off season. I I have to think that people have to be thinking that way because as, as I've, you know, I say this all the time and and listeners probably sick of me hearing it, but when we talk about the tight ends, the one thing I always point out about Travis Kelsey, you know what, you know, what's coming. Well, you know what I'm going to say? The guy's almost like one game in his career. He plays for the chiefs. Oh, Oh. no. Well, that's what everyone else, everyone else says, which is great great thing to point out too but the guy just like reliability I and mean, the, the 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 best ability is availability and as, as john fox former bears coach would say and, and it's true i mean not only is he a stud and produces every week but he always plays in a position where guys get hurt all the time so uh so john fox lives like four houses down from my buddy's place in marco island really yeah uh, and his parents met John Fox, but they're not football fans. So his dad just like talked to him like a regular dude. I didn't, right, I didn't get right, to, I I've, I've been down there and I didn't get to meet him, but yeah, I, I wonder if fun to meet John Fox. Yeah. I, I wonder, I was a Panthers fan when I was young. So like John Fox was the coach uh, of the Panthers. And I was like, Oh my God, John Fox. Learned something new about Will Greenwood. Well, cause Art. I didn't have a favorite team living in Iowa. So when the Panthers came to the league, I was like, I'm going to be a Panthers fan. There you go. And then I switched just to kind of where I was living. When you move to a city with a pro team, I want to, I'm going to become a fan of that team because like, it's way more fun being a fan of the home team. Yeah, it is. You have to start cheering for the home team or, or just all bets are off. And my loyalty just lives with the, the Hawks, the Hawkeyes. So, yeah. you know, we're going to go from there. Uh, also, Ryan, can we talk about like, just like quickly before we move on to hot takes, the disappointment in any sort of upside tight end we're looking at this year. Austin Hooper talked about being like super undervalued. Zach Ertz, even before he got hurt, his points per game is just, terrible Olsen with Seattle you know even though older you thought maybe he could squeeze out some fantasy value there absolutely not uh Evan Ingram even as the young upside tight end his points per game in play is just hasn't been worth any sort of cost you paid for these guys the one only I think decent surprise Ryan that's been okay uh for what you ever had to pay for him if you just had to spot start him week after week and I know he put up a donut would be Jimmy Graham oh yeah I mean you didn't have to pay much for Jimmy Graham at all so he's free um, Basically. Yeah, he was free and, and and he's you know given you probably more decent weeks than you might have anticipated but but yeah i mean i, d- I just think with with him you're, you're you're obviously rolling the dice like like almost all these guys so yeah you worry about like no offense like injuries in that right. whole offense yeah. hawks hawks fine too but hawks also a candidate every week to give you a donut like so the reliable tight end landscape it's been interesting and a lot of people talk about getting rid of tight ends in fantasy and I get it, but I kind of I like having it as a separate position because it just skews value. Like Travis Kelsey should have been way more expensive than what he was coming this season. But anyway, I think the I think it's fun to have that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of it. Or, or I mean, at the very least, and how would that work? You just would we'd keep tight ends they're draftable, but you put them you can play them in your flex only. I, I don't I don't know. How you'd have you'd have like wide receiver. They'd be just counted as like a wide receiver. 
Yeah, yeah. I, They'll I mean, be into the pass catchers group. You'd have running backs and pass catchers. I, I guess whatever kind of format you're into. I mean, you, you know, I'm the guy that plays in all kinds of wacky leagues, including IDP. So Ryan I'm plays gonna... in an IDP interior defensive line only <laughs> rotational. We can't. We we if just play more than seventy five percent of the snaps. You can't draft him in this league. And, and no defensive ends, just defensive tackles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you, can, you, you either have one or two on each team each weekend, but they can't be full time players. Yeah. All right. Let let's let's move on to our. Uh, everyone's favorite segment it's it's hot bold spicy take so, sorry you, sorry you have that and you have nickel package corners that's the <laughs> all right oh yeah that's that's fun it's a fun league we have openings by the way for next year if you want to join so it's a four it's a four team league. <laughs> hit me up on twitter and wrote a library oh and it, sorry sorry and it's contract <laughs> yeah contracts so important okay so week 10 hot bold spicy takes once again, shocker, yeah. well, I didn't do so yeah. well. <laughs> so I said that the Chargers would go to Miami and win. Both Tua and Justin Herbert finished his QB1s in week 10. Well, I, I, I missed with the first part, and I, I don't think either one of them. I don't know. Was was Herbert? He might have snuck in. It doesn't matter. I didn't get the take right. And then, Will, your hot, bold, spicy take had to do with the the Rams and the Seahawks. Um and you said the Seahawks would win. They didn't. And you said <laughs> Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup would combine for over 300 yards <clears throat> and three total touchdowns. Well, Josh Reynolds said, wait a minute. Don't forget about me. And, you know, and what, three different running backs or two different running backs were touchdowns. And did, didn't uh, Jared Goff have zero touchdown passes in that game? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was honestly unbelievable. It's, I think, one of the biggest surprises and probably a letdown if you started him of, of the week, which we didn't mention. Jared Goff, zero touchdown passes against the Seattle Seahawks. How does that happen? I don't know. I just, I just blew my mind. Blew my mind. So, long story short, we didn't do so hot with our hot bull spicy takes. Um, so, Will, we're going to try again this week. We're going we're gonna to hit it this week, right? This is. I feel good about this one. This is the week. All right. Well, since you feel good, you want to go first or you want to go second? I don't yeah, I'll lead it us off, Ryan, because this All is right. going to be a hot, straight hot fire. All right, let's do uh, it. So the Dolphins are going into Denver. They're three-point favorites. Uh, one, they're going to win by 14-plus points. And it's going to be on the back of my little main man, Jakeem Grant. He goes full ham or full ham uh, for 150 yards and a touchdown. He finally got the touchdown last week. Uh, he's he has 229 yards receiving this year, but he's embraced that role. Tua likes him, likes to rely on him. I think moving away from Bue, Bouye, AJ Bouye, Bouye. How am I pronouncing that correctly? Anyway, AJ uh, Bouye, I think. Yeah, Bouye. It's Bouye. Bu- uh, uh, okay, let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. AJ <laughs> Bouye. Uh, and their run defense is really good in Denver too. So it'll be interesting how the Miami backfield does during that team. But they're gonna. Jakeem Grant is just, this is his teeing off on this game. I'm firing up and I'm like my whole $12 I've been spending in DFS. Every team is going to have Jakeem Grant. I don't care if I lose that 12 bucks because this is going to be my million dollar maker or whatever contest that is. That's like for 20 grand. It's going to be Jakeem Grant. Let's go. Yeah. So you, you, you get the Carolina Reaper. Congratulations. A couple of things here. 
I kind of feel that on the surface, I could see the Dolphins going into Denver and winning by by 14 plus. Um, I, I I just can see that, but I know that Vegas usually is pretty close on on these numbers, and and if they were that off, that would be quite alarming. And if Jakeem Grant goes for 150 and a touchdown, <laughs> I mean that's 150 yards. I mean I, he could go for like 95 and a touchdown. Um, but, uh, but no. man, that would be, that would be wild. That would be wild. Um, uh, so yeah, you get, you get the almighty Carolina Reaper, my friend. I forget. Got, got to talk about the levels. I think our listeners know them, but we do banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper, which is the hottest and will gets it for the stink. Yeah. It, it's, it's obviously overly, overly hot, but this is, uh, this is his moment. As Slim Shady would say, he better seize it and own it. It's that it's that time of year for these these hot takes. So he, here is is mine. Maybe not as uh, probably not as hot at all, but we'll see what you think, Will Greenwood. Um, the Dallas Cowboys they are seven point underdogs um, against the Minnesota Vikings, but I think they're going to beat the Minnesota Vikings, the red hot Minnesota Vikings. And I think you're going to see two Dallas Cowboys wide receivers go for over 100 yards receiving. I'm not sure if it's yeah. going to be Gallup or Cooper or Lamb, but I think I think Dalton's going to come out. The Red Rocket's going to sling it against the Vikings. Don't be fooled it's by the, the right, right, right. Offense. It's the red. It's the red rifle. Red rifle. Oh, okay. Red rifle. What I well well this week he's going to be rocket the red is rocket. Really different. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what do you think? Yeah, it's Carolina Reaper. I mean, it, it was the last time Andy Dalton supported any two pass catchers for 100 yards in the game. I don't know, but he's 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 well rested. You know, he's he's had some time to to get ready for this matchup uh, coming after bye week, and uh, we'll we'll see what can happen. So, um, uh, yeah, I, we'll we'll see because the Cowboys. Th- listen, it's time for them to pick it up because they could still win their division. They could still go to the playoffs. It's not crazy to say that. You know, crazy. Crazy. you know what's crazy is that uh, Dak Prescott went down in what, week five? Yeah, week five against the Giants. Uh, yeah. Phillip Rivers has still not outscored him, and not neither has Baker Mayfield. Yeah, well, in Baker Mayfield's defense, um, he has had two horrible games in Cleveland with crazy wind. And that probably has hurt his chances. No, well, plus he's a quarterback, but anyway, <laughs> they've had four or five more games to catch up. I, I just want to say, Ryan, uh, the Dak Prescott thing, how do you feel about his future? I know we just went through bold spicy takes, but how do I feel about Dak's future? That's what you should do. You should go and try to get Ke- you should trade Keenan Allen to the Dak Prescott owner in that dynasty league. I was trying to get Dak for, for Keenan. That's an interesting, interesting idea. Um, I, I I like Dak, and I'm I'm pretty excited about his future because I think he's going to come back from his injury. I, I think that the Cowboys kind of have to re-sign him because what do they do? I, I mean, I, I don't think they're – I mean, they could. I mean, they could end up – what do they have? They have two wins so far. Yeah. Uh, I think that's right. So I guess they could be 2-14 and, and and be in position to, to get a quarterback. I guess that's possible. Um, but I think they're going to win some games. They, they, play, they, I'm sure they have several more matchups against the NFC East. So they're probably going to win some games. So they're probably not going to be in the best position to get a quarterback. And I, I just think Dak is, is probably their best bet to contend. And I think that 
Um, I, I don't think that Jerry Jones necessarily has the patience to, to wait out a rookie quarterback is, is kind of my, my feeling. So I, I like Dak. I, I think he'll be back in the Cowboys, which is a good situation. And I think he'll be back to what we kind of, maybe not quite as high as we saw the first several weeks of the season, but I, I like Dak. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming around like the buy low opportunity for teams that are in the, in the hole. I want to go look at that. I want to go look at that. Just think All about right. Dak. Because Andy Dalton sucks. Ryan, that's why your hot take is going to happen. That's why, that's where this all came from. And when I saw your t- your take, that's that's when I like thought about this too. Well, I, I sent your message earlier, but then I was like, just how good was Dak in those first few games? And it turns out, just he's still outscoring people, and we're through ten weeks. That shouldn't be a thing. Well, right? it, just shows, it just shows how good he was to start the year. It just he was on fire. Um, and it's, it is sad where it would have been more fun had he still been playing for the Cowboys and it would have made things more interesting, but I mean, imagine if he had, imagine if he had Farrell Brown at tight end, you know? (laughs) All right. Well, I think it's time for the two minute warning. Anything you want to say before we, uh, wrap up the show? Yes. I've been waiting. I've been waiting and I can't believe I've held it, held it in so hard for this long. Rodney Smith, Ryan, Rodney Smith. Remember my off season rant about Rodney Smith? From Minnesota and what he did in his like six-year college career but the production is an undrafted free agent well he played some snaps last week for Carolina and Mike Davis has been Bobo for the last few weeks and uh I the thing is though is that uh McCaffrey will probably come back after their buy so he might not actually carry any value but I really am, am wanting to see if there's a chance that in this week's game uh that Roddy Smith has a more of a snap share and actually like booms up. I like this. I, I'm kind of hoping that Rodney Smith really flashes just for fun because I, I spent, you know, I don't know. I spent like, what, like 25, 30 minutes in the off season looking up, you know, what he did, reading articles about him, looking at all his combine stats. I didn't really watch you film. Cause like you, you saw him play Iowa and Iowa Christmas all the time, but uh Rodney, so but Rodney Smith, Ryan is is he got cut, but he's back on the team and got carries last week, and I just barely noticed that he did. So let's go, Rodney Smith, hype train. Wow, th- there is your, um, you know, Millie Maker. You know, you got you got only a few bucks left. Ooh, that is a good in. idea. Good, I'm doing it. Plug in. Yeah, there you go, Rodney Smith. All right. I don't, I can't, I don't have any, any, I don't have anything. I can't top that. So that's a good, that's a good deep DFS play for you. So good luck. If you, if you win a million, you owe us a 20% commission. If, if you take that hot tip from Will. So no, it's become a Patreon. <laughs> just, just become a Patreon. It's a lot cheaper that way. All right. Um, speaking of Patreon. So I always forget to mention that I've been forgetting. So uh, we just did a great Patreon show earlier. So you can um, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. But um, so check that out. But in the meantime, we are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian Ryan Livergood um, on Twitter. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will Will Greenwood. On behalf of Will, I'm Ryan, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Best of luck this week. Enjoy life. Be safe. Start Rodney Smith. <laughs> and start Rodney. <laughs> That's the opposite of being safe. <laughs> but maybe one of those those dime package lineups you, you plug him in let's not let's not go crazy i'm playing him in the movie, i'm putting okay? it i'm putting him in a three dollar lineup ryan for sure what that's crazy i'm risking the three bucks i risk it no biscuit all right we'll see everybody